Welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast, real stories from ending emotional abuse and trauma and taking back your life. I'm your host, Carrie Veach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I'm a life and success coach that believes we all have limitless potential within ourselves if we have the right tools and support. Trauma or past hurt might be a part of your story, but it doesn't have to be the whole story. We all have different versions of what freedom means, and I'm here to help you uncover your perfect version of how to set yourself free. Join us for season one, where we follow five extremely brave women through their journey of setting themselves free. Through their stories, you will know that you are not alone that it does get better on the other side and learn practical ways that you too can set yourself free. Let's dive in. Talk to us about where you are now and what your biggest lesson has been. Renee. Man, where am I now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I have healed from that. And even after that, I went back to counseling and therapy, um, finally realizing like, oh, my childhood was so messed up and um, getting healing from that. And like, that was, that was another pivotal uh, time for me, which, which was awesome that I got to do that. And um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess after all of that, it was kind of like, a, okay, what now? Like I'm on solid ground. Who am I now? What's happening? And, um, I continued this relationship with myself and, um, just continued the journey of connecting to my soul and listening to myself and really, um, understanding who I was and going through a journey of self-love and, and then like, what do I want to offer this world? Once I was in solid ground, I was like, okay, what, what am I doing? What am I here to do? Um, and that's when I started my first business. Um, so it was just this, I don't know. It was just like this lovely little, <laughs> lovely little journey. I got to a place where I was like, okay, um, I'm in a new place now. What do I want to do? And I only built on that. So I've found myself on solid ground and I was like, okay, you have finally, survived like you have survived the worst of it you are out of your depression um you are healed like you're you're amazing and it took me a minute to be like oh it's okay for me to be happy like it's okay for me to have joy it's okay for me to have like a really great life mm-hmm. um it took me a minute to like switch from survival mode to thriving mode um once I did it it just didn't stop. I started my business. I started my second business. I traveled the world. Um, I'm just in a really, really happy place. And if anyone knew me from when I was going through all of that, everyone can see like it's a complete 180. Like I'm where shame used to be. I used to be so ashamed, so insecure, so depressed, so down and out, um, so self-loathing. And now I'm just like, the most confident, <laughs> the most, um, I mean, I do have my moments, but I'm pretty happy and I'm, I feel so purposeful and hopeful. And I, I've just never experienced these emotions in this way since I was a kid. So it just feels really beautiful. And I'm just glad that I get to, I'm really glad that I survived and I'm really glad that 
I am still here, um, to be honest. So yeah, I'm just happy. And my biggest lesson, man, (laughs) my biggest lesson is that I'm just going to take it from one of my favorite quotes. Your life is your art and Mm. just you and understanding the journey of you, um, and getting to a place where you absolutely love yourself and you absolutely know that you are here to create something beautiful of your life and um, to help those around you. That's one of the most beautiful journeys that you can go on. So um, my lesson is that everything in life is, what's the word? Like renewable. Like it's mm. never, <laughs> like it's never the end unless yeah. like it's, just never the end so whatever you're going through give it your all you know um show up right where you show up show up in every part of your life like you're meant to be there and kill it you know what I mean like really show up for it and that's how you're going to get to where you want to go I love that because well there's so many things in all of what you just said but I think number one recognizing that it's okay to be really, really happy. Yeah. And I, I think for a lot of people who've been through trauma or abuse, um, we have to shed those old stories. We have to look at the world in a different lens. And I don't think it's always easy to be able to do so because you think, who am I to be happy? Who am I to, quote unquote, deserve you know, all these great things in life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you spoke to that because I think that's a common struggle. And it's, it's, it's just so crazy. I just remember, so I used to wake up every morning when I was depressed and I'd be like, okay, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And then one day I was like, I want to be more than okay. Yes, <laughs> I want to be great. I want to be amazing today. And it, it was that struggle of like, can I, like, is that okay? Is that, is that too much? And and it's like, why, like, why would I just be put on this earth to be, you know, miserable and purposeless and, you know, why, you know, that just, it just makes no sense. So, um, but it can be very hard to understand that there's so much more and there can be so much more. Yes. Well, and I think one of my favorite sayings or quotes or wherever it came from, but um, that your mess is your message. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think you just spoke to that so beautifully, right? You feel so purposeful in a way that you probably wouldn't if you hadn't been through everything that you've been through and all the skills and the tools that you now have in your toolkit and that you get to use in a way to help other people in this world. Yeah. And I think when I used to hear like your message, your message, when I was in my mess, I was like, oh, this is, <laughs> I used to hate that. I'd be like, oh, like this is not a message. Like I'm, you know, going through the worst. Um, but it's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I see it so clearly now. There's, there's no way I would be where I am right now if I hadn't made it through um, all of that. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you. D. You got a day? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so where am I now? I had moved out of that area. Um, I'm back to my hometown, which I'm very happy here. I'm a happy single mother of two. And so that is where I'm at. The biggest lessons that I have taken from this is that you're always stronger than what you think you are. And what you think you can't do, you can. Mm. You might not want to, but you can, and you will get through it. Um, and when you're scared, is, is kind of really the point where it's telling you there's something wrong. And when you're scared about leaving, to just do it. Because I, I feel like I stayed way too long. For my detriment, like for my, like, I feel like it was a detriment on me for staying way too long. Um, and, you know, the universe had to kick in and, and say, you know, we've tried before, but this is it. Okay. And I had to take that lesson that, you know, if you feel like you need to do something, do it. Because if you don't do it, then the universe is going to do it for you anyway. And you might get blindsided when that happens. So it might be better to do it when you're, in that energy to do it and you're empowered to do it rather than being blindsided and um, having to deal with that. But um, yeah. And that the other thing is that, you know, when you're going through it, you think that everything will be better when you leave. And I'm here to tell you, yes, it will. It will. Being single and happy is much better than being married and miserable. Mm. <laughs> And so I want to go back to your first thing and then we'll come back to that. But I think what you spoke to is so critical that it, like my word for it often is your intuition or like your inner knowing, right? It kind of sounds like what you were talking about. And I think that that is so critical that we listen to that, but we're so trained to the contrary, right? And I'm sure you could look back, I mean, right, hindsight, but you could look back at all the times where you're like, oh, I could have left here. Here was the sign. Here's where my body or my senses or whatever were saying like, yeah, you got to go. And to really lean into that and to learn to listen. Yeah. You know, learn to listen and learn to follow it. Because I remember in my apartment way, way back before we even got married, in the in the in the dining room area i remember going i it was my intuition now in hindsight i should not be marrying this guy and i and i you know i don't regret any of it because again we got to where we were but like i knew there was something wrong then and then to nine ten years later like what was wrong with me but um you know it's codependent so um i just people pleaser. So it was like two or three weeks before the wedding. And there was no way I was going to cancel the wedding and have everyone think bad things or anything at that point. So um, yeah, it, it, it really is important. And, you know, I teach that class about that is about you got to let go of the ego. And most of the times we don't trust the intuition because of everything we've been through in the past. So it causes us to have so many negative thoughts and so much chatter in our minds that we can't hear the ego and we don't trust the, uh, we, we can't hear the intuition and we can't, we don't trust it because this is what we know to be true. Everything that we've grown up with. And so for something else to come in and tell us that there's better somewhere else, it's like, doesn't make sense to us. Yeah, absolutely. It's so 
interesting to look back at those moments and to see kind of all those red flag moments or the times that we silenced our intuition. And, you know, I think it's a process for all of us of, of learning to listen to that because we aren't taught that, you know, so I love that you teach that um, because it's such an important skill, especially for women. Absolutely. Because, you know, I, I feel like we're meant to, be quiet, yeah. you know, and, and not really like stand out. Like, you know, that's coming from a long, long time ago, but I still feel like we're kind of taught that. And um, so for us to speak up and make a scene or anything like that, like, like canceling a wedding, like just isn't acceptable. So yeah. And we're just like made to be seen and not heard. So I think that it's important for women to find their voice and speak out for what they need and what they want in life and not to, um, you know, meet other people's expectations, but to find and meet their own. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's my favorite work with people, right? To be able to stand in your power and to ask for what you need and want and for that to be okay. Like there does not have to be guilt or shame around that at all. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the best thing that you can learn as a woman. Yeah. And as a man. I mean, both like, you know, but definitely as women, because I love wearing women. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then, so back to your second point, I love that you also highlighted especially somebody who's been through it of saying like, it's better to be happy and single than to be in an unhappy relationship or marriage. You know, I think that is really, really important for women to hear that feel like, oh, I don't know, because I'm so used to being with this person, you know, and it's not to say it's not hard and there aren't lonely moments, but I think that's also true in relationship, right? Like it happens regardless of if you're with someone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the biggest thing for me was admitting that my marriage failed Mm. because I I also felt like a failure. And um, but I I think it's really, really important to realize like and I I talk about this a lot where it's like as as little girls we're taught that we need that Prince Charming, you know, and, you know, because I do tarot and so many people will come to me asking me about like when it's the worst question It's the question I hate the most is like. (laughs) When is, my, when is somebody coming into my life? And I'm like, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about you and let's get you ready for that person to come in. Because to be honest with you, it's like, I don't think you're ready for a relationship until you are so happy with your life being single that you want to share that with somebody else. Because right. other than that, it's like a need for someone to be there with you. And that, that to me, my opinion, of course, is it's not healthy for that. Because then you're feeling like you're getting validated or you need that person to, to be with you to make you happy. And I feel as though if you can do that with inside of yourself and be happy living the life that you are and then bring someone in, because at that point, you're not going to settle for anyone except for the person that's going to make you happy, right? right. So right. I think it's really important to realize that we come from a place, the media and all that, that as a little, little girl, the princess that gets her prince, you know, there's, you see that and you learn that you have to be with someone. And even like, as you grow older, when you're getting married, when you're having kids, like everybody expects that of you. And I look at the people now that are 30 and 40 and single, 
And I'm like, good job. Good job (laughs) for staying single and not settling for less than what you wanted. You know, and I I think it's really important to recognize that because a lot of people will look at those people and say, what's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong with them. They just haven't found the person that they want to spend the rest of their life with. And they're perfectly happy being single. Whereas codependent people like myself needed that person to like validate them, needed that person to complete them. And then look at where I ended up. So I think it's really important to realize where it comes from and realize that that's just a belief that you have. And it's not really true. You can be single and be happy. Yeah. And that we can change our thoughts and change our beliefs at any time. Anytime. Absolutely. I have women that I work with that are like 60, 70 years old and they're finally finding themselves, Mm. you know, because they're changing those beliefs. It's never too late. It's never too late. Agreed. (laughs) Raw. Um, so where I am now, um, location-wise, I'm, I've moved countries. So I was living in New Zealand when this all happened. And through the journey, um, one thing that I really realized was that freedom was something that was really important to me. And so I'm in Bali currently. Mm. and I'm not sure how long I'll be here for, Um, which is very different to how I was in that relationship. The idea of that would scare me, Mm. whereas now the idea of it excites me. Um, And then in terms of my biggest lessons, looking back, I feel this is quite cliche. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It really is to... Like, love yourself first. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it definitely sounds so cliche, but really give to yourself and really believe that you are worthy of love um, and make yourself a priority. I think by not doing that, that's how I ended up getting into a lot of these types of relationships. And now I can really see my worth and know what I deserve. And I kind of, I suppose, you know, I wouldn't change things. But if I had done it earlier, it would have saved me a lot of pain uh, over a good 10 years. And so really learning to be, I was, I'd say selfish, really. Because when you put yourself first, you then can give more to others because you're full, your cup is full and you're overflowing. Um, that is my, my biggest lesson through this whole entire journey. It starts with you. And it has to, right? I mean, I love that you said that about the cup because I think that's something so often people say, but whether or not they really understand, it's like you, you just can't pour from an empty cup. And I no, think I think intellectually we know that, right? You know, mm-hmm. our brains understand that. We all understand science. We understand like, right, okay, cup is empty, can't pour water out of it. However, when it comes to taking care of ourselves, especially as women, so often we don't actually practice that. Oh, 100%. 
Like I know that I would say yes to doing everything, even if I didn't really want to do it, because it would mean that I would make my friend happy or my family happy. Whereas now I'm not afraid to say no. I I will gladly say no if it's not something that I truly, really want to do. If there's something else that I know is going to better serve me. And I don't do it all the time, but I'm very mindful of like, what do I really want? What does my soul want? What does my heart want? As opposed to coming from a place of what does everyone else want? I'm like much more conscious of putting myself first and looking after me. Mm -hmm. Do you practice any type of uh, mindfulness or how do you learn to listen to yourself and your intuition? Yeah. So I do, I do meditate. So Mm -hmm. that's one tool that I do use. And then I also um, use a lot of hypnosis and Mm -hmm. hypnosis type tracks. And so that's one other way of really kind of tapping into my intuition also, breath work, that's something there, um, which I, I don't do it often, but that is a really good way for me to come back to really kind of diving into my subconscious and my intuition there. Those are probably my main, main things. And then also being creative, mm. expressing myself and and how I do that is through my writing and so just allowing things to flow out onto paper and expressing myself in that way and that creativity, like that there kind of really allows me to tap into how I'm feeling, kind of what's coming up um, and all of that. That's so great to hear because I love asking people, you know, and especially with this podcast, I really want to give people practical tools. Um, Mm. You know that when you are feeling stuck, it's so easy to feel like there's nothing at my fingertips. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get help. I don't know how to get out. Um, So I think it's really great to hear what works for different people um, and what continues to work because it's not something that I think, oh, you've gotten to the other side of whatever the story is and then check done over. Like it's a continual practice. Yeah, definitely. And writing was a continual practice for me. So I actually wrote through the entire relationship. Mm. Um, I kept journals and I wrote about my experiences. I wrote poems. I wrote prose. And as part of my healing experience, I actually ended up writing a book of poems and prose about my entire experience. Oh, wow. And so that's been a huge healing thing for me is just allowing my thoughts and my feelings to come out on pen and paper or via the computer. And it's been something that's been a huge tool in my entire life. Mm. So that's one thing that I, I always recommend to people it doesn't necessarily need to be journaling it doesn't need to be you know following specific questions and journal prompts it could be it's just kind of allowing whatever to come out to come out for you 
and yeah, that there was something that I would say kind of kept me going Mm. is that writing practice. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for being willing to share your story. Thank you for having me on here. Like I've really, really appreciated being um, given a voice to share my story. And I really, truly hope that in having shared my story, it might help someone else who hears it. Mm, Well, thank you. Nor. Oh, goodness. Um, I am... Now I am in a really healthy place. I am, I like, I can self-regulate. I help others, which is the most amazing and humbling, like thing in the world that you could do. I feel like Um, our field is so unique in that essence that, you know, like, yes, a doctor can save a life and, you know, there's no comparison to that, but like, to be able to read people's, hear people's stories and like help them change that perspective. There's nothing more powerful than that to be able to connect and say, and and not stack the cards and compare yourself, but say, yeah, I've been there. Let me help you. You know, let me get you the help that you need because I know that you can get better, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so like seeing that, is just the most beautiful thing that I've been able to experience. Um, So where I'm now, like, you know, I'm a practitioner and I really love doing that. Um, I like, yeah, I mean, it's the best work ever, I feel like. So, Um, (laughs) Um, so it was, where am I now? And I can't remember the last part of the question. Your Um, biggest lesson that you've learned. Okay. My biggest lesson that I've learned is that, well, there's few, and I'm sure that I am re-speaking parts of what I've already said in the previous episodes. Um, but it's really about finding yourself and your inner journey Mm -hmm. and really facing that and not running away from it in the face of fear. Because if you can like face it, if you can face yourself and you can look in the mirror at the end of the night and say, I'm okay with you, my conscience, Mm -hmm. then you can have a good night and go to bed without having to worry about anything else because you know you've done the best that you could the given point. And if there was some mistake that you did, then you can just ask for forgiveness because, mm-hmm. you know, why, why hold on to something and not change it? If it's in your control, if you've hurt someone, you know, or you think you've said something that might be offensive, like just take the person aside and just ask, you know, and I think human connection is really important, but so is alone time. Like I have found that like, if I don't get my alone time and I'm constantly surrounded by people and maybe this is the introvert of me, (laughs) but I think it's important to take care of you and do things on your own so you can figure out more about yourself because it's great to go with a group and have a group experience. But when you do things on your own, like going hiking or just like forest bathing or like picking up an art, 
you know, an activity, going to the movies by yourself or taking yourself to dinner, you know, just these simple little things because there's this like look like, oh, she's, she's by herself and reading a book while she's eating, you know, this beautiful meal must be so sad, you yeah. know, like, and it's like, no, I'm taking myself out and it's fun. Yes. <laughs> you know? So I'm just like, screw that image. Um, and so like, I think that's important that we break down those images by being able to say, I'm going to go on a solo vacation and I'm going to do this for myself because that's where you really discover who you are. I feel like. Mm, Yes. And so important because without the inner work, you can't be by yourself and be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be okay with you and that's where it really starts. Mm. So many beautiful lessons. Yeah, definitely. Totally grateful for this life. (laughs) Anything else you want to share with us about your journey? Um, you know, there's many things that have happened in my life and I'm not ready to share everything, but I think one day I'll be able to. Um, but I think for those that are struggling, know that you're not alone because I think what you're doing on this podcast is so important. It's connecting stories and letting people know, like, this is such an important topic to talk about, you know, and that like, you're not alone in it. There is some help. People have gone through this and they have come out at the end. Okay. Like, you know, um, a friend of mine once told me life is like a flowing river. And I was in a terrible situation and I wanted them to be so angry with me. (laughs) You know, I was like, let's beat something up or like do something. And they were just like, Nor, it's just a fact of life. Life is like a flowing river. And I was like, screw you. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, God, that's so true. And now I use it. And I'm just like, oh my God. But yeah, it's, you know, you just have to keep flowing. That's, that's all you can do, you know, to the best of your ability. Yes. And I love that you talk so much about doing the best that you can and then doing the work to have forgiveness or ask for forgiveness. Because I think that, especially as women, is our natural tendency is to beat ourselves up. Yeah, totally. And when we do the work to let go of that and be trusting of ourselves, that's where the magic happens. It's never in beating ourselves up. No, it's never. I always tell my friends, like, fear and pulling yourself up by the bootstrap is not a good mentality. It's not going to help you, you know, but if you're kinder and gentler, you'll be more motivated to do something. So yeah, that's definitely something I've learned and I really practice. So use a kinder voice to yourself. Well, thank you so much, Nora, for sharing your story with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. It's been quite a humbling experience. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Nikki. Oh, I love talking about where I am now. So Carrie, where I am now is I am free. Mm. 
it's the name of your podcast. It's the name of this podcast. And one of the reasons that I'm so excited to be part of this because I can report that I am free. Mm. I'm liberated. I live my life the way that I want to live my life. I am the architect of my own life. I have my mojo back and my <laughs> mojo, like my mojo is even bigger and more refined and a lot wiser than before. So I would say, I would say that my wisdom level has probably become as a result of what I've gone through for which I now, by the way, feel blessed. I feel blessed for what I've gone through. And if somebody had told me a year and a half ago that I would feel blessed for going through the complete and utter hell and devastation that I went through, I don't think I would have thought that was possible, but it is possible. And Mm -hmm. that's where I am now. I feel blessed. I feel lucky to have gone through what I went through. And I, right now, I'm living as much as possible, which is a lot of the time in that zone of genius, in, that, in my happy place. Another, another thing about where I am right now is that I know my own strength. Mm-hmm. I'm an absolute freaking warrior. And I know that because of what I've been able to go through. I did not know at various points if I would be able to get through the journey I was on. But now I know that I can get through basically pretty much anything because I came back from my worst fear. And my worst fear, my greatest fear has always been losing myself, losing in touch with myself. And I almost completely lost it. Mm. It's the most valuable thing I have is my sacred relationship with myself. And I almost lost it. And I came back from that. And I staged an epic comeback from that. And now... I'm on, I am on a mission. I'm on a profession to help other women reclaim their power and kick ass in their lives after going through similar journeys. And anyone who's listening to this entire podcast will, will see quickly that one of the threads among all five of your guests, Carrie, is that there's a thread of paying it forward. There's a thread of, I am now passionate about helping people figure out a way to navigate a similar journey. And anyone who's gone through the kind of journey that I and we have gone through is pretty likely to want to pay that forward. I couldn't agree more. It's so beautiful to see all these women, yourself included in that, of wanting to use the pain, the suffering, the horrible moments that we've been through and to really understand how much of a gift that is once you get to the other side because you get to you know you get to be somebody else's pillar you get to be someone that helps them walk through and come out stronger on the other side and that is i mean for me that's the biggest gift of my life right to be able to walk with people in that and have them discover their own power because it's in each person, right? Like it's not something unique to any one of us. Like everyone has that. It's just unlocking that. Yes. We are so aligned in in that belief. It's the strongest belief that I hold is that every single one of us is born with all of the power 
and I'm talking about inner resources here. I'm not talking about domination. I'm not talking about power over other people. I'm not talking about social capital. I'm not talking about political power. I'm talking about inner personal power, which is like your gifts, your talents, what I call your natural resources, what Mm -hmm. you're born with. And we all have more than enough of that when we're born. And unfortunately what happens And this happens, I think, in different ways for boys and girls and folks on the gender spectrum. But I do know that among girls and women, we begin becoming distanced from our power the second we're born, whether it's media, whether it's parental influence, whether it's influence from other people in our family and school culture, Mm. education, whatever it is. And this is true almost across the board internationally. And I have a background in anthropology and I've studied women around the world and I know this to be the case. And what I do now is I help women who've gone through divorce, high conflict divorce, emotional abuse, some kind of loss or illness. I help them stage comebacks in their lives. So what I do is I help them not just survive, not just move on, not just have like a mediocre little kind of meh kind of a comeback, but I'm talking about an epic comeback. I'm talking about exactly what you said, which is to come come through an experience like this and then kick ass, get that mojo back, reclaim your power and thrive and lead a life that's better than the life that you've ever had. And the kind of secret sauce in my company, which is called the Epic Comeback, is to help women integrate who they were before the crisis they went through with who they are now without ignoring the crisis itself. Because I believe that the answers to being the architects of our own lives and leading that best life that a lot of people talk about, (laughs) your best life and the keys to your best life, I believe, lie at that place during the darkest time when you weren't sure if you would get through Mm -hmm. and when you figured out how, even if you don't know how you did it. Cause there are times I look back on and I'm like, I do not know how I got through that day. I don't know how I did what I did and drawing on that strength and drawing on that intuition, which is the answer to your kind of second question, which is what is the biggest lesson that I learned by far And there are so many lessons that I learned over the last several years, but by far the biggest lesson that I've learned is that I will serve the universe best by following my intuition. Mm. I learned that I have fantastic intuition and that every time I tamped down my intuition and I ignored it, it was a disservice to me. It was a disservice to my husband, ultimately. And it was a disservice even to my children once we had children. For me to ignore whatever it was that my intuition was telling me about something being right that I didn't do or something being not right that I went ahead and did anyway. And I spent 12 years, well, less than 12 years, I spent a good nine years increasingly ignoring my own intuition and literally giving away my power. And I take responsibility for that. I have exited victim mode because (laughs) I take responsibility for giving away my power as an adult. Yeah. Fully-fledged adult human being. 
And that's the number one lesson I learned and the number one covenant that I have made with myself, which is that not only am I going to listen to my intuition, I'm going to do something that's much harder. I'm going to follow it. Mm. And that means confronting someone in a way that may feel uncomfortable to me and potentially very uncomfortable to them. That means admitting some truths to myself that I don't necessarily want to admit and then taking action and following my intuition. And I can say, and I know that there have been studies on this, including neurological studies, intuition is never wrong. Yep. Even if you follow your intuition and you end up falling on your face, I'm not saying that every little bit of information that kind of flows into intuition is objectively correct. What I'm saying is when you follow your intuition, you might end up saying, wow, that was a mistake, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have followed your intuition. It means that there's something in your gut that's telling you go in this direction. And generally, I don't have specific statistics on this, but generally it's right. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's one of my key components to my life is listening to that. And honestly, I love that you said that because that has been very much the central theme of this podcast and me doing it and me listening and how easy it was I I look back, honestly, I look through my journal and it was a piece of cake to find people. My fears were, okay, I have this, I have this idea. This is what I feel like is my next right step of what I am called to do and feel strongly about how I'm going to help women. And my first fear was how in the world am I going to find guests? How am I going to find people that want to talk on this topic? And it was as simple as one post and people connecting me. That's how simple it was. And so for me, like that just makes me so happy to hear that that's your lesson because I'm like, oh, that's so good. That's my lesson constantly that I tell people is trust your intuition. Beautiful. I think the other side of that or, or another side of that is trust your intuition, follow it, and then do not give up. Mm. Don't give up. Don't give up. You'll want to. Yep. One of my coaches has said multiple times, you have to want it just 51%. Don't, <laughs> expect, don't expect yourself, whether it's something in your career, something in your personal life, whether you're looking for true love again, whatever it is that you want. If you want it all the time, at least 51%, don't give up. Mm. You don't have to always be 10 out of 10 or 100 out of 100 every single moment. Yep. In those moments when you're doubting, and of course I have still moments when I'm doubting. Of course I do. Yep. It's human. Yeah. And we have complex lives and complex relationships. I have more people to consider than just myself. And yet I know that I'm on the right path. It's a matter of not giving up. I couldn't agree more. Mm. Thank you so much, Nikki. This is so wonderful. I can't even tell you how grateful I am. 
Thank you, Carrie. Likewise, I'm filled with gratitude for this project and for what you are doing. I'm so honored to be part of it. Thank you. It has been such an honor and a privilege to record this season of the Set Yourself Free podcast. I am in awe of each of these women and their vulnerability, their willingness to dive into their stories and share them in such a way that people are not talking about trauma, people are not talking about abuse. And yet this is what we need. We need to know that we're not alone, that others have been through stories and have come out the other side, that they've learned to set themselves free. And that's why I have this podcast. That's why I'm so obsessed with it because it's really easy to share when you're on the other side or to complain and blame when you are really, really in the thick of it. But it's an entirely different thing to talk about the messy middle, to share the stories and really dive deep into what it took to get to freedom. And so I hope you enjoyed this last episode of season one with these five guests and that you get to see where they are now and how much has changed for them as they've set themselves free from the stories of the past and the work that they are doing in this world now that lights them up. So I am extremely grateful to each of these five women for their bravery, for their resilience, for their courage, and for each of them saying yes when I had this idea, this innovative idea that I knew was the next right step for me. And it was scary and it continues to be scary, but it's less scary as I continue to do it and as I see the impact that it's making and as I hear from guests that are listening to this show and how it's transforming your lives as listeners. So I am just so dang grateful for all of it. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of these five women and my encouragement and my reminder to anyone that needs it is to focus on what you want more of because what we focus on expands and it's really, really easy in the midst of challenging times and trauma and things that are just overwhelming to get bogged down and to not know how to get through it. And that's okay. And that's why support is critical. As each of these women highlighted throughout sharing their stories, they spoke to the people and the situations that helped them get to the other side and that none of us can do it by ourselves. So take that in I hope that you just remember and remind yourself that there is no reason to do this alone. And there is zero shame in asking for support because we all need it in small and big ways. And it looks different in different seasons, but it's available to us. And so 
now I look back with such gratitude and grace for my younger self, for the hard parts, the difficult parts, the parts of me that wanted to give up all along the way. And I look back and I thank, I thank my younger self. And I hope you're able to do the same wherever you are on your journey, that you're able to find the lessons. And if you can't, that's okay too. Like, I just really, really know that if we are able to not beat ourselves up for where we are, change happens so quickly. So reach out for support. I would love to chat with you. If this resonates with you, if you're seeking additional help in your life because you want this level of freedom that I live in daily and that each of these five women live in daily, it is 100% available and possible for you. So head on over to my website, setyourselffreellc.com. You can book a free 30-minute call with me, and I would love to dive into talking about the areas of your life that you seek more freedom in. So go on over, schedule that before your brain can talk you out of it, and I will see you next week for a very exciting episode that I cannot wait to share with you. So thank you, thank you you for listening. It is such an honor to facilitate these conversations and to share this with the world. So please, please share with anyone that could use this message in your life. It truly could save someone's life. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. I'm so grateful you are here supporting me and these incredibly brave guests. If you could do me a favor and take one minute to share this episode with someone that needs to hear it, I would be so grateful. And if you are willing, please leave us a review. Each month, I will be choosing a reviewer to give a free session to as a thank you for listening to this podcast. One thing I know for certain is that shame can only grow in secret. I'm more encouraged than you could possibly know by those that are willing to speak up and help all of us know that we are not alone. So don't forget, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com. Grab your free journal and you can also book a free call with me to see if we are a great fit in supporting your journey to setting yourself free. Thanks again and we will see you next week.